and welcome back to Kick It With Kira. I'm your host, Kira Russell. On the fourth episode of Kick It With Kira today, I'm going to be talking about the science of forming habits, as I promised in the last episode. So just a little bit of a recap before I get into that. In the last episode, episode three, I was talking about some of the failures that go into striving for our goals, and the majority of the episode focused on some of the failures uh, and setbacks that I've had as I've strived for the goals that I've set for myself uh, over my adult years and the things that I'm still aspiring to now. So today, I wanted to touch back to the science, and hopefully this will be a really nice Uh, compliment to the second episode, which was talking about establishing and setting your goals. And this will hopefully help you uh, start behaviors that are going to turn into habits that will start small um, by tackling those those little milestones of your goals, but eventually get you closer to those long-term goals. Um, All of that keeping in mind kind of those values that we hold above everything and why we really care about the goals that we're setting. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode yet, I would definitely encourage you to go and give episode two a listen, um, either before or after listening to the rest of this episode and try and put some of the pieces together here as we go through. So just to start off, the first article that I wanted to reference in today's talk was one by Arts, Pelusin and Shalma out of the Health Education Research Journal. Um, and this just talked about how the initiation of exercise is largely determined by deliberate decision making. And they talked about how that could include attitudes or potentially um, other people holding you accountable or perceived values from whatever group you're in. But it's that idea that you are evaluating what is a priority to you and then deliberately starting this behavior. Then they talked about how the continued repetition and with more practice of this behavior turns this uh, underlying decisional process of the initiating phase into something that's more automatic. So eventually this habit no longer needs to be guided by reasoned considerations and convincing yourself that those values are, uh, are vested in what you're doing or that that behavior applies. But by simply doing that repetition, uh, you're going to turn that, that behavior into an automatic behavior that requires less and less of the pro and con weighing of whether you're actually going to go through with it or not. And another thing that they talked about was that intentions are actually less predictive of behavior as your habit increases in strength. And so that ties pretty closely into what I said there in the beginning. But the uh, example that they gave that I thought was really helpful was talking about wearing a seatbelt. So in the beginning, when you wear a seatbelt, I'm sure that the idea behind it was that you wanted to be safe and that you wanted to be protected, you and your passengers when you're driving. But then over time, as you drive your car, maybe every day, every time you get in the car, you put your seatbelt on. And now you probably don't think about why you're putting your seatbelt on or need to even acknowledge that you need to put your seatbelt on. It just becomes an automatic behavior as soon as you get in that car. And so I'm going to break that down a little bit more as we go through here um, in reference to establishing these uh, physical exercise behaviors, but just having something that's going to cue you to do that, that it becomes so automatic that you don't even notice it. You're not weighing the options of anything. It's a very simple behavior. Um, 
And so I'll break those down in just a second. The last thing I wanted to say before we get into that is just that these habitual behaviors by definition really are instigated by a specific goal-directed state of mind in the presence of triggering stimulus cues. And so that was a really good quote that I found uh, in that article there. That's basically just saying that these behaviors that you're trying to establish are going to be directly prompted by uh, the cues that you establish based on your goals. So um, let's get into it. So by the numbers, a different uh, article that I was looking at by Kashal and Rhodes proposed that doing physical exercise at least four times a week for about six weeks could help form physical exercise habits. So that's four times a week for six weeks. Um, And the big question then becomes, okay, six weeks, that's not really that bad. It's a month and a half. But how can we make that happen for six weeks? How can you stay consistent for six weeks as life throws whatever obstacles it may throw at you, how can you stay consistent to really establish that habit so you get past that initiation phase um, and into that automatic phase? So one of the first things that I found between these two articles was saying the importance of um, dissatisfaction versus satisfaction in the behavior. So the studies that were carried out in those articles showed that dissatisfaction significantly weakens the link between uh, the goal behavior and the, uh, the goal itself. So the behavior that you're trying to establish and the goal that you're trying to reach, if you don't like the behavior that you're doing, it's going to weaken that link between the behavior and you actually reaching your goal um, or seeing the value in the behavior to get to that goal. Conversely, um, and in another study, it was also shown um, by Wang, was the author of that article, but showed that the exercise habit formation uh, among college students specifically showed that emotional judgment of exercise was actually the strongest predictor of habit formation. So that was formed through repeated satisfactory physical exercise experiences. And so that kind of just all culminates to show that the habit strength is going to increase as a result of repetitions, yes, but of positive reinforcements. So I just wanted to really uh, emphasize the importance of finding something that you enjoy that will bring you closer to your goals, not something that you dread. Because even if you can push through those six weeks, four times a week, if it's something that you dread, you're actually gonna have a negative association with that behavior. It's gonna be really hard to establish that as a long-term habit. Whereas if you can find something that's more simple and something that you actually enjoy or that you can find enjoyment in or at least appreciate um, the short-term benefit of the experience, that's gonna bring you more satisfaction uh, as a positive reinforcement and that's going to be a stronger uh, indicator of whether or not that habit will stick. And so it did show between those studies that satisfaction and repetition themselves actually have the strongest correlation with successful habit formation. And then another part of uh, that, the positive reinforcement repetitions, another part of forming these habits is that you are presenting those cues or seeing the same stimulus to kind of trigger wanting to be a part of that behavior again or to, to carry out that behavior again. And so as those same needs reappear or you're reminded of that attitude or goal, then individuals have been shown that they could recall their experience of a physical exercise. And if they were satisfied, as we talked about, then individuals would be more willing to repeat that same behavior. So a little bit more on just those cues. Um, 
those are going to help you trigger the recurrence of those physical exercise behaviors. So one of the best pieces of advice that I found across these articles was just to put yourself in situations that present the demand that you're looking for. So what I mean by that is maybe you find uh, gym buddies or you set out your gym equipment before you go, um, you walk through the gym to get to class, uh, some other things that, that I kind of thought about that I do without even realizing is seeing the people that I work out with or talking to them a lot and they'll either ask me to go or I'll ask them to go. Um, and then even if one of us wasn't really planning on doing it, the other person kind of motivates us to do so. Um, sometimes I'll make a smoothie ahead of time and I know that if I'm going to drink a smoothie, it's just kind of my ritual that that precedes me going to the gym. So that gets me in the mood to go to the gym. Um, some people take pre-workout. You could stretch when you wake up. You could change into those gym clothes after work. And then by that point, you've done this very simple behavior, but it acts as a trigger because it precedes that behavior that you're trying to establish as a habit. Um, and so not having to go through the whole strategy of processing the decisions, like I mentioned in the beginning, but by kind of pushing yourself um, to make it more automatic like that, to give yourself a trigger that tricks you just into starting to do it anyway. Just like back to that seatbelt analogy, as soon as you open the car door and sit in the seat, one of the first things you do is put your seatbelt on, for most people at least, um, without even realizing. So then kind of trying to establish some of those little rituals or, or triggers that could help you just be ready to go to the gym without even realizing. And it's not like a big activation energy that you have to overcome, not a big selection process, but just one of those uh, little little hacks that can help you. Um, and then a couple other things that I wanted to note was just, as we discussed in the second episode, keeping those goals in sight and just reminding yourself of those goals and needs will keep those cues present. So, and then that of course will lead to those repetitive behaviors. Um, focusing on the kind of the short-term outcomes and goals as opposed to looking at the long-term ones um, and just appreciating that working on those short-term goals are going to get you to your long-term goals, right? Like the way that we broke it down in episode two was that there are building blocks to what your overall goal is, but by working and appreciating those small goals, you can also use that same tactic in establishing um, habitual behavior. And then that kind of feeds back into it that you're going to maintain that short-term goal work that will then get you to your long-term goal. So these things kind of go hand in hand um, and it's a give and take definitely between both of them. But um, in conclusion, this is a very short episode for you guys, hopefully very digestible. In conclusion, I wanted to reiterate a couple things and just really uh, explicitly state some things that I might've glossed over. So if you can do this for four uh, times a week for six weeks, that's gonna be giving you a better chance to establish a long lasting habit that will get you closer to your goals. Some of the things that we talked about that you wanna to do to get there, you wanna create environments or situations that are gonna trigger the idea of that behavior. So if it's lifting at the gym, set out your gym clothes, make a gym smoothie ahead, whatever works for you. Um, second, you wanna make sure that that behavior is something that you enjoy, that leaves a positive impression. So whether that's walking with an audio book or maybe your favorite podcast that just so happens to be called Kick It With Kira, um, whether it's boxing with your friends or lifting to your favorite music, something that you can do that you actually look forward to in some capacity and it's not the worst part of your day um, because if you're gonna force yourself to do it, then it's not gonna be a habit that's gonna stick. 
Uh, third, you wanna try and keep it simple versus difficult to start. And so I kind of alluded to this, but just to kind of break it down further, if you're somebody who's really just getting started with your fitness journey and you feel like four times a week for six weeks sounds like a lot and in your head you're envisioning going to the gym almost every day or going to fitness classes or whatever it is, don't overwhelm yourself with something that's so daunting. Start with something simple, a home gym or even a yoga mat, watching yoga YouTube videos for 10, 15 minutes, walks around the neighborhood, something that you can genuinely enjoy. And then once you establish that habit, it's a lot easier to build that up and you know maybe make it a 30 minute walk instead of 15 or start going to the group fitness classes once a week instead of just doing the home gym. But you already have that time kind of built into your schedule or that mindset that you're gonna go and do this thing that's dedicated to your goals before you start kind of overloading that. Um, four, make sure you focus on short-term gratification for your behaviors as you're establishing a habit. Talked a lot about that in the goals episode in episode two, if you want to hear more about it. And then just some general tips that I find really helpful. And these are pretty common pieces of advice, but just to reiterate, um, it's always helpful to set a routine and it doesn't have to be the same every day or even every week, but just kind of getting into a routine where one thing precedes another. Um, you're finding time to actually do the things that you're prioritizing. And that kind of goes along with making a plan. So looking at your schedule for the week or for the day and figuring out the times ahead of time when you're gonna fit that time in and not just assuming that you're gonna make Make the time when the time comes because that's kind of where things start to fall through. Um, it's always helpful to have someone you trust to help you keep yourself accountable. It's even more helpful when those people have similar goals to you or that your goals can align um, or that you at least have overlapping environments or, or cues to get you there. And um, that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. I think that this is a really good way to kind of establish a safety net for pursuing your goals. Um, and the reason I say that and then I call it kind of that safety net is that by building these habits, uh, you're giving yourself an automatic way, like I said, to be incorporating these behaviors to get towards your goals. So when those days inevitably come that you don't have the energy or you don't have the motivation to go and do whatever it is, despite how much you do care about that goal normally, um, something like this can really come in helpful because you feel like you're almost missing a part of your day or missing a part of your routine when you don't do something that's actually a very solid habit in your life. So this is how you make your goal-oriented behavior automatic. That was kind of the theme of today. Um, but that's all I have for you guys. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please make sure that you like. And uh, if you can, leave a rating on this episode or on the podcast at large. Um, make sure you follow it and share it with anyone that you think could benefit from hearing it. Um, I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a kick-ass week, and I'll catch you next time on Kick It With Kira. Kick It With Kira.